What's up? What's going on? Tuesday? Oh no. Yes, Tuesday. Jeez, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. My brain is elsewhere. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around last night's game because it was a heater. Super Bowl 57 was damn good. Hell yeah. Uh, Connor, we got some bones to pick here. Why don't you start us off? Uh, which bone do you want? Do I, we'll stay on the ta- we'll stay on the topic of the Super Bowl here because that's what we started off with. Um, I will say this: I think that's probably the best Super Bowl of recent memory outside of the twenty-eight to three Brady comeback because that was a hell of a game as well. That was just an incredible feat. But interesting, my- you say that, Connor, because this is only the second Super Bowl ever to have a ten-point lead blown. <laughs> So the one being the 28 to three, there you go. Um, first things first, I mean, we're going to get to the call. We're going to get to the call. Don't, don't you guys worry. Is Patrick Mahomes a hall of famer after last night? Yes. Okay. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. This man's resume is incredible and he's 27 years old. Want to know what my resume looks like? Not that. I don't have $450 million. No, no, he does. He does. Do you want to talk about the call, though? Do you want to talk about the call? I would like to talk about the holding call. It was a hold. It was a clear hold. Everybody needs to stop the nonsense. So let's let's lay this out first of all. One, regardless of whether the ball is thrown catchably or not, it was a holding call, so it doesn't matter. It was a whip wheel route, too. So if that hold doesn't happen... First of all, who's calling a whip wheel on third and eight? Big red... Bold. <laughs> uh, second of all, he grabs him off the whip. Yeah. So immediate. There's slow. two holds on the play. Then he then he grabs him again after he goes for the double double move. Yeah. Second hold. So when you say, "Oh, well, the ball was overthrown," well, guess what would have been catchable had there not been two holds on the route. Yeah. Holmes saw the first hold, saw the second hold, was like, "Well, I just need to throw this at him so the refs are looking that way," knowing the ref was already looking and having a flag thrown. Yes. Yes, I agree. Everybody needs to stop. And and I am absolutely irate. I hate the argument right now that everybody's like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. You can't make this call at this moment in the game. Yes, you can. When you make it that effing obvious, you have no choice. You have no choice but to throw that flag as soon. And I don't care, like, whatever. Fine. They didn't. They weren't calling. They were letting stuff go all game. But as soon as a ref sees cloth, being grabbed and extended off of somebody's body. That's a hold. That is a signifier of a holding call. But it's not even like if you can pull cloth, but if it's tight to your body, they don't care because you're not, you're not, not making you're it obvious, making up for it. But when your arms out and you're pulling, it's clear that you're pulling because you're beat that badly. I think you texted me and Luke Wilson said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have he's only holding because he got beat. That's exactly um, what Luke Wilson said. And let's need we remind everybody, we're we're former defensive players on this podcast. Yeah, here. Had, we are think, arguing that the DB held. Like someone, I think someone said, like, "Well, I'm a receiver. I never got that call. I'm a I'm a DB slash linebacker. I always got that call. How many flags what? got thrown? Bang routes suck. <laughs> There's a reason you run them on third and medium because they suck when you get press man. If you can cover it, that's what makes you that elite. But when it's you like, are, like when you're James Bradbury and you come out afterwards, this is the other thing. How many DBs, Connor, have we seen die on the hill of I did not hold? That's a bogus call. All of them. 
Including James you, Bradbury man. comes out right away and just goes, "Oh yeah, I held him. I was just hoping the ref wouldn't wouldn't uh, call it." Okay, like, so you tried to call the ref's bluff and say this moment's too big for you. Guess what? They're doing their job. Yeah, That's why they're here. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing all the nonsense on Twitter about this. And the other thing too is like, sure, you you know as well as I know that when we're in phase, when we're in coverage, we're taught to to grab the hip, grab the jersey, but not make it noticeable. Like that that's yeah. taught. That's fine. But when you're when you, pulling at it, when the guy <laughs> starts to get away from you because you're out leveraged and you have to pull the jersey to catch back up, that is defensive holding. Not to hey, mention hey, that he bear hugged his waist downfield as well. Hey, Philadelphia, guess what? If you didn't like that, maybe you could have saved the timeout instead of taking a delay of game. Yeah. And you would have still had a timeout plus a minute something left. This is karma or for no throwing batteries at Santa. <laughs> Second of all, if you really didn't like it, maybe when they ran the first play, which is actually named Corn Dog, I just saw an Andy Reid interview. The wide open touchdown to Kadarius Tony, and then the one to Sky Moore. They just ran on the same side of the other side of the field, legitimately named Corn Dog. Because if you didn't love Big Red enough, and that's the other thing I want to talk about, though. The specialty. Okay, so that's what I'm getting to. Is like we can talk about this holding ran. called all we want, but they didn't lose the game on the hold. They lost the game on terrible red zone defense. Like the first one, I understand. Darius Slay is concerned about who's tracking the motion as he comes across. He's getting set to guard Kelsey because I think they're going to bracket Kelsey. The slot corner also doesn't clue into where Slay is going. So he starts to move. So two guys are moving, not good because they're facing the same way. Slay's eyes are off of it. So they hit, if you look at the play, Kelsey ran an out, Tony ran a flat. They're both open. Tony just had nobody within 50 yards. So Mahomes just gave him an easy touchdown. You go off. Even in youth sports, defensive coordinator comes up. Guys, what are we doing? We've practiced this. What is supposed to happen when we get this motion? One guy stacks, other guy shifts outside, however you play it. He's saying that because the DBs are all sitting there together. They're all listening to the same exact instruction. Yeah. Three and out, big punt return, Chiefs get it. Andy Reid goes, hey, Hey guys, <laughs> run corn dog to the other side of the field. Let's see if they actually worked on it on the sideline. And guess what? They didn't. Either the DB was not listening to Gannon's adjustment because you know he had to correct that error. Yeah. There should have been on that play, there should have been bump calls, whatever you want to call it, but there should have been bump calls going from boundary yeah. to field. Well, it's like even the second the second time they ran it, the, the it looked like he was bumping, like it looked like the corner was trying to bump someone off the tight end to then travel instead of where Slay looked like he was going. Yeah. Okay. But you have a second receiver. So you automatically just give up your outside leverage because you, you think that he's going like you're that worried about him crossing and having more of a recovery time where you both have to get through traffic. Like keep your leverage play aside, but God have an adjustment. He ran the same play on you. And yes. you did the same stupid error four plays later, five plays later, because extra point, kickoff, three and out, and then a couple plays. So yeah, like eight, nine plays later, they run the same damn thing. Andy Reid. And Reed, you look just as stupid. 
Andy Reid just went Madden, recent plays, clicked Y to flip the field, <laughs> and that was that. Hey, big red's big red, man. You can't beat him. I'm not like I man, yeah, no, like that was I, that was the difference in the game. Is I agree. Sirianni was struggling with getting to the line and keeping themselves uh put together on offense in the second half. Like you can talk about Jalen Hurts saying uh like all you want about 300 yard games. Guess what I wanted to do this morning? Look up the spray chart because at first glance. It seemed like it was a whole lot of checkdowns. Connor, guess how many throws went beyond 10 yards? Under 10. Nine. Bang. Three, three of them incomplete. Two of them great catches by Dallas Goddard. Uh, and the great adjustment by A.J. Brown. And the wide open ball because uh, Sneed misread the coverage to uh, Devontae Smith. I will say, like, I will give... Other than that, slants and checkdowns, Connor. Yeah, three hundred yards worth of slants and checkdowns. Actually, if we're looking at it, uh, two hundred, yeah, under two hundred yards. If he doesn't hit three big plays, I will. I will admit, I, I, and you. I think you're in the same same boat as me. Like, I am not a large believer in Jalen Hurts. Like, I do not think. I think he's an is an athletic quarterback, but I do not think he's a good thrower of the football, but I will give, I, I will give credit where credit's due. He threw a freaking dot on that outbreaking sideline route over Sneed's fingertips. Oh, like that yeah, was a hell of a pass. The, do- the Goddard double, double catch or whatever it was. Yeah. That was yeah. a dot. And I think uh, the Devonte Smith ball that he actually got overturned. That was a yeah. dot too. It's just Smith double clutched it and that cost him a step. Yeah. Um, so he did like, he threw, what let's give him three nice passes all game and the rest were get your playmakers in space and go to or work which open. fine it worked yeah. it worked but let's let's know like pump the brakes <sighs> here on the 300 yards because it was and, 300 yards with an asterisk and let's face it it was a whole lot of time in the pocket which he will not be afforded the luxury of once he starts making big time money because he's he has earned jeffrey lurie will pay the piper but Jeffrey Laurie's last quarterback that he paid the piper to after a deep playoff run and an MVP-esque season was Carson Wentz. Not saying Jalen Hurts is Carson Wentz. I think he has a lot more leadership qualities, which will maintain him in a locker room. I, I do think you look Carson at play Wentz style, screwed by injuries, too. You look at play style, Connor. Massive arm for Carson Wentz. Mobility with Carson Wentz. Like, don't forget how he tore his ACL in their last Super Bowl run. Wasn't the same player after that. Or broken back, whatever it was. It was the ACL. It was the ACL in the Super Bowl run. But he did it on a rushing touchdown. Yeah. So I, I, I thought Jalen Hurts played a good game, but yeah. we have to we have to be realistic when we talk about it and not statue surf, right? Like, yeah, it was a whole lot of slants, seams, and screens, baby. The Baylor route tree was in full effect. He did everything that he needed to do in order to put the Eagles in Except positions for of success. Except the ball in the second quarter. Yeah, that was costly. That was freaking costly. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it was costly, but... I want to I wanna say, like, I love watching Nick Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the last, like... He almost had two. Oh, I know. If Miles Sanders had, like, a half a second more. Oh, I feel bad for Miles Sanders, man. Fumbled, like, fumbled out of bounds like second third play of offense yeah and they just immediately were like yep nope not today 
Yeah, which, <laughs> golly, that's another gripe I have. I was a freaking Miles Sanders touch Miles. I was a freaking Miles Sanders touchdown away from four hundred dollars. You know what I and was? They would not I was work one, on the goal line. I was one point away, Connor. I had the Chiefs winning by exactly four four hundred dollar return. Yeah, I was hoping the Eagles would have gone for a single and then <laughs> still tried to go for the end. It would have been a four point. No, uh. I was happy with the Super Bowl. I was uh, happy to see Big Red. Shout out to the Chiefs O-line, zero sacks allowed. Big Zeus, Creed Humphrey and his magical mullet, Andrew Wiley. They had a good game. Yeah, that was a, that was a yeah, damn good game all around. Really entertaining Super Bowl. Everybody needs to shut your damn mouths about the the holding call because oh, oh, oh. I had one comment I said to you last night about the hold before we move off of the Super Bowl. <clears throat> so after James Bradbury came out and said like, yes, I've done this. Yeah. I said, Connor, nobody has a leg to stand on. If an assailant came out and committed and confessed to his crimes, Yes. Would there still be a formal trial? No, it would just be like a, all right, sentencing. That is yes, an admission of guilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He pled guilty, and they're still trying to hold him in front of a grand jury. Like, that's not how it <laughs> what works. What are you trying to do? That's not how it works. It was say what you will, but that's not why the Eagles lost the game. Now, before we move off the Super Bowl, we have one more Super Bowl talk, topic to talk about: the halftime show. Your thoughts? Oh, Your thoughts? I loved it. I thought Rihanna was great, and as we learned, she was pregnant throughout the whole thing. Like. First of all, stage setup. Wow. Who would have it, thought to use did, floating risers like that? In uh, a stadium? Nintendo with Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I know. Did I you know, see I that? that? <laughs> I saw that. I thought that was good. But like, but no, like who would have thought to do that in the biggest stadium to have six different risers going at the same five or six risers going at the same time, changing heights throughout the performance, having Rihanna stand on the risers and be free form. <laughs> oh, dude, there's no way I'm getting on stomach. those. There was no way I'd be getting. I'm pretty on one sure she was clipped in initially, but I don't know if she got clipped in before she went up the last time. Oh my god, man! I would. There's no way. And did you see it start to shake? I was like, Whoa. yeah, it wobbled. She she sidestepped at one point. And it started to wobble. I was like, oh, oh shit, no, yeah, but no. I thought she was fantastic. the The songs were great. She sang well. She moved for a pregnant woman. She moved a lot, but not a, like not a lot in terms of a normal Rihanna concert, from what I've heard. I will say in this day and age, back-to-back Kanye West songs was a choice. That was a choice. However, I did uh, see a phenomenal tweet. Somebody tweeted out, All of the Lights is now a Rihanna song, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. She she definitely had to get clearance from him to use that. But like, yeah, but like had he all not the, had all the mess that Kanye is saying. Guess who yeah. probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah. But he's an absolute moron. Um, no, I, I thought it was fantastic and the outfit was nice. Uh, at one point when she said, uh, something about alive, she started rubbing her belly. That's when I said to Asha, I was like, Oh, she is pregnant. You were right. So, yeah. Um, I thought yeah, so, like, I from the bad. onset, I was like, like, I turned to, to Ryan, I was like, Is Rihanna pregnant? And we were both kind of like, I think so. And then, yeah, Ash kind of did the same thing. Um, I will say, I feel bad for the people that took the bets on the special guest. Because yeah. of her interview with Nate Burleson, where she said, I have a special guest coming to perform with me. And it turned out to just be the baby in her stomach. Yeah. 
so people are laying cash down on someone coming out and oh. she's like no 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 man they don't <laughs> call me asap for nothing yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> um okay so this week connor and i have uh james peter lined up the yes. university of ottawa linebacker uh so that will be coming out for you guys on thursday looking forward to that one that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun but connor you have another we have a couple more bones to pick Connor mainly does today. Uh, and then we're also going to get to listener Jeff's question. Yes. Because we forgot, we actually forgot about it last week. We recorded with uh, Josh uh, from the Red Blacks. And as soon as we finished recording, Connor's like, wait, we forgot about, we listener, forgot about Jeff. listener Jeff. So, so, listener Jeff, we are very sorry, but we're getting to your question today. We're closing the episode with the listener Jeff. Don't we're bringing the house down. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got one more bone to pick just because it kind of ties into um the super bowl not really the nfl um but i saw a tweet earlier today that i really just did not agree with and i won't like out who did it or whatever i'll just tell you the part of the tweet that i didn't agree with at all so it was it was in good faith like it was pumping up the cfl and the caliber and the excitement of the canadian game which sure i've got no issues with that cfl football is damn exciting i think the rules of the game in some phases are are definitely better than the nfl rule book however the part of the tweet i did not agree with was calling the nfl low-level football that's that's just not true and also most NFL players wouldn't be able to adapt in the CFL. Untrue. Untrue. All of the best <laughs> players in the NFL could come up here and play CFL football Pause. without question. Pause. End of discussion right now. The reason Dalton Schoen, I saw this report, the reason Dalton Schoen is not getting a whole lot of NFL looks is NFL scouts view his use of the waggle as his way to get open downfield. AKA, he needs an extra 10 yards to be able to beat someone on a 40-yard post. Can you imagine giving Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, Almond Ross St. Brown with a, a run-up? You can't press Almond Ross? Dude, you can't you press him that? when he's starting stagnant. Like, like, there are so many receivers in this game that you would die covering with a 10-yard waggle. Oh, wait. And then give not even just the players, the coaches. Imagine Andy Reid's creativity. With a with waggle? motions, with formations, play designs, with a waggle and unlimited motion pre-snap con. Yeah. It would be, you would need a ways app to figure out who has the damn ball in an Andy <laughs> Reid offense with Canadian football. Stupid that people think it would not translate from NFL to CFL. Now, yeah, I, and I agree. I think all of the kind of like top to mid-level NFL players could come up here and play Canadian football. Yeah, if you're if you're a good football player, you're a good football player. Well, look at Alex Singleton. I think you went from CFL to NFL. Good football players are good football players. And Alex Singleton, Alex Singleton did say that the CFL game and the, the CFL style conditioned him a lot better for the nfl game because he said he was running around out there going like i'm not gassed at all like what is this so and we're we're not we're let's get this straight we're not crapping on the cfl we both love the cfl love canadian football love the rule books 
But if you're telling me that you don't think Patrick Mahomes could come up here and still be Patrick Mahomes, you're on one. Where I do think the adjustment period would be a little bit more difficult for some NFL players is on the defensive side of the ball because 12 men, those schemes, those reads, even for like third, second string quarterbacks, I don't know how easy it would be to read and pick up CFL defensive schemes, CFL defensive coverages. Well, the, difference, the halfback spot is The tough. difference with quarterbacks is the field size and the arm strength. Like If you're a quarterback with mid-level arm strength, you're going to struggle to throw the ball. Yeah, a field the, side out, hash. you're not going to throw that. But you can. With the hashes moved in now, it's not impossible. It's just unlikely. Yeah. And I think uh, when you look at, like, you talk about defensive players coming to the CFL. I look at a pass rusher, and in the States, it's like, snap, you're in contact, you need to be in phase. In the CFL, you get the extra yard, right? Canadian football, you get the yard difference. Yep. Extra yard, like, you are visualizing, you're analyzing, you're like, all right, what am I getting? Okay, here's what I can come in with my move. Here's my plan. Whereas before you have to like, I have a plan. I'm sticking to it because as soon as that snap goes, but you can actually play with it more in the CFL game. Um, linebackers, everyone's moving to a hybrid linebacker style. Like it's not the age of some big 250 pounder just sitting in the middle thumping whatever old lineman comes to bump him off on a double team. Yeah, you got to be damn like, athletic to play linebacker anywhere now. Look at Bolton, look at Fred Warner, look at uh, <clears throat> Josie Jewell, even the running mate of Alex Singleton. Like He's a fast, athletic linebacker. Who did the Ravens get this year? Roquan Smith, athletic linebacker to run with Patrick Queen, who's a like 4-3 linebacker from his combine or whatever he was. Yeah. Like You're you're looking for fast players. Even uh, Rodriguez for the Lions. Like, yeah. He's not a big statured guy. He just moves well. The same spot in the CFL, I think, again, would be difficult but not impossible to pick up because you got to be able to play safety. <laughs> you got to be able to pick up <laughs> off the. It, it's but it's the waggle of defensive players that have never seen it. Where yeah. you either you either get it or you don't. You can either cover it or you can't. No, I, I uh, stupid arguments, stupid times, stupid. Arguments. And I, I, I also want to say like. I also want to put an end to this argument. Can we please stop comparing the NFL to the CFL? Can we please stop doing that and just enjoy? And I know we just spent, what, 10 minutes doing it. But can we please stop this nonsense and just enjoy very good professional football and very good professional football players who are damn good in their own right in their own league? Mm -hmm. You can enjoy uh... the CFL and the NFL at the same time. It's okay. You're allowed to do that, football fans. All right. Shifting topics now. Connor had a bone to pick about Dominique Grimes, but... It wasn't really a bone. I was I was like, hey, Chestnut Checkers, good for you. <laughs> less than an hour ago, he is signed uh, through 2024 uh, after saying, I want out. <laughs> Man, said, he, wait, did, wait, he wait, literally wait. pulled the Russell Wilson. He's like, I'm going to go play for the Yankees then, whatever. Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, Wait, how much are you going to pay me? Okay, I'm back in. No, Let's I'm go. back in. Yeah, man, I. That's fine. That's fine. I I've got no issue with that. Go get your money. The wide receiver market's going crazy this year. <laughs> uh, okay. Connor, your your arch enemy is also coming to the CFL. Shay Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> All right. He, he, uh, he, he was signing with the Riders. He was neglisted, right? Yeah. 
Didn't he get a camp invite? Drove to a camp somewhere? I forget. BC? I can't remember. Yeah, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. Shea Patterson sucks, by the way. <laughs> All right. Time for listener Jeff Connor. I got to pull it up. I got to pull the question. I got it. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, so this was from February 3rd because we were kind of negligent on it last week. Uh, thanks for a shout out last podcast. I agree. Fudgeon could probably gain some weight. Yes, Connor. See, uh, <laughs> I Robbie said Smith, the same thing. Robbie Smith is 245, but he's a thick 245. Also yes, true. He is. <laughs> Even if he turns out to be a rotation guy, uh, some names listed. It's good seeing teams nowadays not trying to convert defensive end to defensive tackles. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. My question this week, well, last week, but this week, with guys like McConzo, Dalkey, Cramdy getting time at Sam, uh, where do you see from this draft, or who do you see from this draft possibly fitting there? Alex Taylor seems to have the height, weight, speed. Sutherland spent most of his time on specials at Penn State, but got time at the nickel slash Sam this year. If they don't re-sign Cam Kelly and Hamilton, I would like to see Nick Cross be given a legitimate trance. I love that. Listener thing. Jeff, this is why I've been saying it since he got drafted. Hell yes, Nick Cross is a Sam. Yes, uh, great Bruno's, take. Bruno spent his only or spent his first two uh, seasons at Sam played well. Only reason I think he moved to safety was uh, much easier to find depth there. Uh, it's nice to see the old way of thinking going out the window. I never thought I would see three Canadian QBs on rosters. Uh, there was a time when you didn't see many starting halves. Uh, then in comes Cornish, Massim, Harris. Even Lumsden was dominant when healthy. Well, <clears throat> listener Jeff, so main bulk of the question, who do we see in this draft as our top couple Sams? Uh, the Pruno discussion is nice. I agree with that. Uh, Nick Cross, we've been saying since he got drafted that he Love is a that. Sam. Yeah, He's a part of that new wave that's starting to change it. I think when you have a Cam Kelly, though, you're not, I'm sorry, but you're not superseding him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Connor, let's let's look at it. Who who are our Sam's? Who's yours? Well, I mean, he's a see and never guy, but Sidney Brown could come in and play the Sam spot immediately in the CFL. Immediately in the CFL. Um, I don't know. It goes back to what we were saying a little bit earlier in this episode, right? With with a Sam backer, you got to be able. To, it's basically Canadian strong safety. That is that's what it is. You got to be able to play linebacker. You got to be able to play in the box. You got to be able to cover and cover well. So what are we looking for? We're looking for speed, mobility, size, like you just mentioned, ability to tackle. So guys that I like, I, I did really like the the Jonathan Sutherland look as a Sam. I think he could be an impact Sam for sure. Um, other guys on, on our list, I, I don't know about... James Peter. I don't think James Peter to me is a Sam. I think he's more a Mike Will type guy. Um, he is just a, a fine color and make a play. Um, not, um, to say, think, not to say he can't cover, so, but like he is more suited as a true linebacker to me. Jake Taylor. Yeah, I think I think when he said Alex Taylor in his comments, I think he was talking about Jake Taylor, the Alberta Golden Bear. That's my guy, Connor, for, for Sam this year. I think, yeah, Jake he's, Taylor. He's got coverage skills to burn. He's physical enough to play it. 6'2", um, 205. Yeah, I, I I, think, like, a Matt Dean, to me, screams Will at yeah. 220. Uh, I'd like to see how Abogay Gian runs from Ottawa. Uh, yeah, He's another guy. Uh, 
Marcus John Losher, Jason States McLean, the SMU guys. Yeah. Uh, both of them, I think, are our prime candidates as well. Big bodies, long uh, physical range. So uh, there are some options here, but compared to like last year's group where we had the Dalkey and uh, McConzo, like you knew those guys were going to be Sam's. Like you saw yeah. them at the combine, saw them come draft time, and you're like, that's a Sam. Yeah, and like even with Dalkey, like he didn't do a whole lot of the combine because of his recovery from the knee injury. But you saw him testing, and you're like, okay, yeah, physically he looks the part. McConzo, you're just like, where can we get him near the ball the most? Okay, yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be at Sam. So uh, for me, for me, the truest Sam right now is Jake Taylor. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, even at that, like. Depends what he weighs, right? Because at 205, like, you're kind of flirting with it. Um, no, I, I think, like, there's some long DBs, like Ringland, Panabaker, Hale, uh, Bagayogo is one, but, like, those but guys they're all me are, are, are true to me. DBs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, if Tyshawn Blackburn had not withdrawn from this draft, he would be the guy as well. Yes. Yeah, Tyshawn Blackburn. Everybody needs to look out for that dude at the U Sports level because he is a dog, <laughs> an absolute playmaker. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So- I like you. Everything, everything that we said goes into a sandbacker. Jake Taylor possesses, and when we were talking to him, he said it doesn't matter. He's just going to line up and play football uh, when it comes to the combine this year. So I'm excited to see where he lines up, how he lines up, and what he looks like against uh, guys outside of his own conference. And I think that'll be the big tell, too. When it comes to combine, if if coaches and teams are constantly putting him at Sam and getting him Sam reps and seeing what he looks like there. Yeah, I have a feeling. He talked to us about that, too, saying, like, I want to be inside somewhere. So um, we'll see what happens. But... That's it for this week. So thanks for the question, listener Jeff. If anyone else wants to submit questions, you can do so at our website or through our DMs. We uh, did we have – I I got a suggestion, not really a question, but more so a suggestion. I guess we can address this before we jump off. Yeah. Uh, so it was from Twitter user Wintery Knight wrote in, Hello, Red Blacks fan here. I listen to the two podcasts on the draft prospects. Thank you very much for listening. I am monitoring the free agent signing and trying to update my own depth chart. I'd like to hear a podcast where you say what the draft needs of each team are. Oh, from... oh you're jumping ahead, Wintery. I know. I know. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I am my reply. He goes, for Ottawa, it looks like they should take James Peter in round one. Love that. Then look for a DT after. Um, but yes, yeah, so basically the sum, of, the sum of the message was draft needs for each team and i reassured wintry night that this is something that we do every year i wrote back and said this is definitely in the works it's something we try to do each year along with our mock drafts and individual team mock drafts so we do those as well um but yeah i mean for anybody that's getting antsy looking for draft stuff looking for team fits team needs it's coming coming. it's in the pipe so don't you Uh, all worry cfp all canadian us two dummies are your draft combine <laughs> and draft needs. All right. And with that, Connor, you know what? Now I'm thinking that'd be two GGs back-to-back years in round one. Do we have Adios. to start looking at Sean Burke as Danny Machocha, where he's just strictly taking Ottawa Valley players? <laughs> hey, Ottawa, Ottawa, I will argue. Ottawa's got some 
damn good. Oh, it was a great there. football city. It's a great football city. Uh, but no, uh, <clears throat> that's all for tonight's episode. Today's episode. Uh, we'll be back Thursday with the aforementioned James Peter. Maybe we'll ask him about that. Would he like to stay in Ottawa? Obviously, he'd like to be a first-round pick. Who wouldn't? Um, but no, uh, it'll come down to the interview with James Peter. The breakdown was back last week, so go and check that out if you yeah. haven't. Uh, it's starting to come together. Free agency starts today, Valentine's Day. So get your chocolates, get, into get your it? roses, get your free agency fix, and be a good partner. And uh, just before we go, have to give a shout out to Fox 40, the best sponsor. All of your whistle needs. They've got brand new tech always. Everything from whistles to coaching boards to apparel to gear, whatever you need, fox40shop.com. Get ready for the upcoming spring seasons and combine season. Go to fox40shop.com. And while you're at checkout, you can go use the code CFP15. For 15% off that order, Fox 40, fox40shop.com. We will catch everybody on Thursday with our guy, James Peter, Jimmy Pete. See you then.